Man, well, this book, as I was saying, has some amazing things in it, right? It makes some big claims. Some of the claims that this book makes are that God loves you, you, wherever you are, and that he actually wants a relationship with you. Another claim that it makes is um, that he made you and that therefore it actually matters to him how you live. Another claim that the Bible makes is that heaven and hell are both real, that heaven's really, really good and hell's really, really bad. And a claim that it makes as well is that we're actually not good enough for heaven on our own. And that therefore Jesus came and he gave his life because he loved us so much to make a way for us to go to heaven. That's the only way and it's free. Now, if you understood even half of what I just said, you'll realize, man, Christianity makes some huge claims. And if those claims are true, man, they matter. Like, that's a seriously um, important thing. Like, it'll just affect me. If, if it's true that hell's real, that'll affect me if I end up there. That's just obvious. If God exists, then he cares how I live. That matters. There's some serious stuff. And there's some amazing stuff. Like heaven and a relationship with God and forgiveness of everything you've ever done wrong. So here's a question for you. How do you know it's true? Who here has ever had a question or a doubt about that? Ever wondered, is it true? Go and put your hands up. I know there's more than that. Almost everybody. And that doesn't surprise me. Maybe you're here and you're not a Christian and part of the reason you're not a Christian is like, I don't know if I really believe that it's actually true. The stories are nice, but that it's a true thing. I don't know. Maybe you're a Christian or, you know, you've kind of grown up believing it, but lately you're starting to have doubts. Is that where you're at? I've heard people say, here's what I've heard people say, eh, you just got to have faith. Who's heard that? You just got to have faith. Yeah, it's pretty common. The question we're asking tonight is, is that right? Do you just have to have faith? Or can you be sure that it's true? Along the way, we'll ask questions like, is it okay to have doubts? And is there any evidence that it's true? Those are the questions we're going to look at tonight. Can you be sure Christianity is true? And if it is, it matters. What we'll see, the answer is, you don't just have to have blind faith. We can be sure that Christianity is true. We're going to see three things from Luke that will help us to understand that. We're going to see, number one, because Luke records real things that actually happened in history. <laughs> number, number one, because Luke records real things that actually happened in history. Number two, because what he wrote down was based on eyewitnesses who saw it with their own eyes. Number three, that that means that we can be certain that what we have is true. I like reading books. Does anyone else like reading books? Really? That's really encouraging. Who likes movies? Different people. Who likes movies? Be- oh, let's have a quick cheer off, okay? Movies better than books? Cheer. All right, book people, I know you're out there. Books are better than movies. That's right. I was looking on my bookshelf today. 
I was looking on my bookshelf today, and first of all, I thought I'd show you this. It's a book called, can anyone read that? It's a book called How to Read a Book, and it's fat. I don't know how that works. That's stupid. This is a book about John Eels, okay? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a fan. Yes. You can read it, but not that copy, because that's my dad's. Um, this is a book called Shackleton's Way. It's about a guy called Shackleton, hence the name. He was an Antarctic explorer. This is a book called Touching the Void. I think that's the one, the movie, what's the movie? Something, something Hours? 120 something hours? I think that's the same movie, that book. And this one is about a preacher. It's a nice big fat one as well. Anyone know what sort of books they are? Boring books. They're actually, they're biographies. They're one of my favorite types of books. I'll tell you why, right? Because those are weird. They're not stories, but they are kind of stories. What it is, it's someone writing about a real person, okay? And there's someone who knew them or who thought they were important enough that we should know about them. And it's someone writing, um, you know, a story of their life. And I love it because it's like true, but it's a story and you kind of learn stuff from. Anyway, the reason I did that was because Luke is a biography. It's heaps shorter than those. If you actually look at it, it's only like 30 pages or something. It's like heaps shorter than those books. But it's a biography. It was written by Luke, which is why it's called Luke, about Jesus. Got that? And in the first four verses, Luke tells us why he's bothered to write this book. And he tells us what he's doing. So have a look with me. The first thing, I want you guys to lock this way in your head. If you're from, just come up from churn, you might enjoy this. If you're year nine, you probably think it's the lamest thing ever. But I want you to unlock your brain. Open it up, because this is the first thing to put in it. The first thing is that Luke is writing a book based on real events that actually happened in history. Okay? Real events actually happened in history. Put that in your brain. If you're in your seven, you can shut that up and lock it away. Year nine's like hating me right now. That's okay. <laughs> i got a fan too. Johnny was one, Andrew one. Good. Read verse 1. Here's where we're going to see where I get that from, so I'm not just making it up. Verse 1 says, it's also going to come up on the screen, many have undertaken, that means tried, I don't know why I use that word, many have undertaken to draw up an account. Do you remember in English when they taught you how to do recounts? You know, it's a story of stuff that happened. Well, that's what he's saying here. Many have tried to write a recount, draw up an account, of the things that have been fulfilled among us, okay? In other words, lots of people have tried to write about what's happened. I don't know why I didn't just say that. But he's writing really fancy, fancy language. And verse 3, it keeps going. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good to me also to write an orderly account for you. So lots of other people have written about what's happened. I'm going to have a go as well. And he's writing to a guy called... Theophilus, but we're going to call him Theo, okay? So it's like, yo, Theo. But it, it turns out Theo's probably an important dude because it calls him most excellent Theo. So, yo, Theo, check it out. Here's some stuff that happened. That's basically what Luke is doing here. But I want you to notice something, right? If you look in verse 2, the verse up on screen, look at the orange bit. What's he writing about? Is he writing about some ideas that Jesus had sometime. No. Is he writing about a dream that Jesus had one time that tells you what kind of God's like? 
No. Luke says that they're writing about things that have been fulfilled. In other words, things that happened. In other words, things that actually happened in real life, events in history. Now, I don't know whether you've ever noticed this, but I'm going to tell you something. Most religions in the world are just based on either ideas that someone had or dreams. Okay? Like take Buddhism. Does anyone know anything about Buddhism? Yeah, well done. Um, Buddhism is literally just a guy called Siddhartha Gautama. Everyone calls him the Buddha. It's a cooler name. And um, he just had lots of ideas about the way life works and wrote them down. Or take Islam, all right? Islam is a guy called Muhammad saying, God spoke to me in a dream and here's what he said. That's Islam. Maybe your friends have ideas as well, your parents or your teachers. My guess is lots of them are just saying things like, here's what I think happens after you die. Here's what I think God's like. Now let me ask you a question. What's the problem with all of those things? I'll tell you what it is. You can't test them. There's nothing you can do to test whether Buddha's ideas are right or wrong. There's absolutely no way to know that. It's just a theory. Let me ask you about this. What about real events? They're totally different. You can actually test those. Okay. Imagine I told you a year ago today down at Terrigal, there were 10-meter waves coming in off the haven and they were barreling and like all of Terrigal came down to watch them and like Kelly Slater was there and I know Taj Burrow and Joel Parkinson. You know who those guys are? Yeah. They're like pro surfers. They travel the world. But they came to Terrigal because a year ago today there were 10 meter waves. Okay. How would you work out if I was telling the truth? One thing you might do, I mean, you guys probably just look on the internet, um, but back in your parents' generation, here's what they would have done. They would have like gone to the library, found some newspapers from the time, and looked in them and gone, gee, was there anything about this? You'd kind of expect that. You'd expect someone to write about it. But imagine you couldn't find anything in the newspaper. What would you do? You might just like start calling people up. Hey, did you see anything? Or like go down to Aaron Affair. Hey, a year ago, did you see this? <laughs> and um, what if, what if a bunch of people said, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. I was surfing this time last year. It was flat as, it was worse. Like we had the stand-up paddleboard, which is the worst sport in the world. And like no one saw anything. You'd be like, okay, it didn't happen. But if, if people were like, yeah, man, I saw it. I was there. I saw it. You'd be like, yeah, okay, that probably did happen. The thing with real events in history is you can prove it and you can disprove it. And so Luke's writing a book about real events that actually happened in history. You can prove it, you can disprove it, and it's not just someone's ideas. Real events like this, okay? Here are some of the events that Luke claims happened. That there was a guy called Jesus that really existed 2,000 years ago. That he really did miracles. That he um, really did live a perfect life. He never did anything wrong that he um, really did die on a cross. And here's a crazy one, maybe the craziest of all. He really did come back to life. They're real things. That really either happened or it didn't happen in history. And they're insane claims. Like, that's just impossible. But if it really did happen, you could prove it. And so you go, all right, then is there any evidence for that? And if you can find it, then you led to this conclusion. If Jesus died and then came back from the dead there's something after death because he went there and then he came back from there so death isn't the end and if jesus could do that he's not like a normal human being because no human being can do that right 
So Jesus is more than humans, which means something more than humans is possible, which means God is possible, which means probably Jesus is God, which means, man, everything Jesus said is true. You follow that? You want me to do it again? <laughs> okay, you asked for it. Um, Jesus died and came back to life, which means that after death is life, because otherwise death would just end it. You get that? So something's after death. More than that, Jesus is not just a man, because if he was just a man, he'd stay dead, because that's what men do, people do. So he's more than man. He's maybe, maybe something more than man exists. Maybe that's God. And maybe Jesus is that God, because otherwise, how did he come back from the dead? Or at least someone called God raised him from the dead. And if someone called God's going around raising people from the dead, maybe he agrees with what he's saying. So either Jesus is God or God likes Jesus. So maybe Jesus is telling the right thing. You get that? doesn't matter if you don't follow it. Basically, if Jesus rose from the dead, there's probably life after this life. There's probably a God. And Jesus is probably telling the truth. In fact, I would say definitely. It matters whether Jesus really rose from the dead. So here is the question. Did he? And here's my challenge for you. I don't know where you're at. I don't know whether you believe it or you think it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard. My challenge for you is this, investigate it. See whether there's any proof. Do what I did. All through high school, I'm a skeptical person. I find it really hard to believe in God. I just do. And all through high school, I asked those questions. How do you know the Bible's not just made up? How do you know that blah, blah, blah. every question you think of, I asked it, and what I found was I had answers. They would tell me, well, here's how I know the Bible's not made up. And they'd tell me, I'm like, wow, that actually makes sense. Oh, dear, that's not good because now it's probably true. And I didn't really want it to be true, but now I'm glad it is because it's awesome. So I didn't, anyway, um, the point is, if you're not sure, investigate it. Because what happened to me was I became convinced, man, this is true. And if it's true, it matters. So can we be sure that Christianity is true? The first thing I had to say was, yep, we can because it's based on real events and that we can be confident that they really happened. So you might go, well, come on, hang on. How can you be confident that they really happened? And so here's the second thing for you to lock away from these verses. Number two, Luke based his book on what eyewitnesses told him. Okay, don't worry, the rest of my points are heaps shorter than the first one. Have a look at verse two. It says, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses. What's Luke writing down? If he's writing down legends that he's heard, like being passed around generation to generation to generation. Nah. Verse 3 says he carefully investigated everything from the beginning and that he's writing down what eyewitnesses saw. People who actually were there and saw it with their own eyes. And they're telling Luke, Luke, this is what happened. Because you're reading Luke, you're not reading made up stuff. You're reading what eyewitnesses have told him. And that explains why he goes into so much detail. Have a look at verse 5 if you've got a Bible there. By the way, if you don't have a Bible and you want one, just ask a leader. Like if you've got like five at home and you just want another one, don't ask a leader. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> if you don't have a Bible and you want one and you don't have one at home, come and ask us. We'd love to give you one. At the end of this talk, I'm going to give this one away because I found it in a lost property bin. But if you've got one there, look at it. In verse 5, check this out. In the time of Herod the king. So Luke's claiming there was a king called Herod of Judea. Luke's claiming there's a place called Judea and that Herod was the king in Judea. There was a priest named Zechariah. Luke's claiming that there were priests around that time who belonged to the priestly division. Luke's claiming that they divided the priests into divisions of Abijah. His wife's name was Elizabeth and was also a descendant of Aaron. Right in that one verse, there's so many details. And you could point at any of those details and go prove it. Prove that Herod was a king. Well, history proves that he was. Prove that there was a place called Judea. History proves there was. Prove that they divided their priests into divisions. History proves that there was. It's just crazy specific. It's not the kind of stuff 
that you would expect if it was made up. You with me? I reckon you'd at least get some of those details wrong. I'm going to tell you about a dude called William Ramsey. Exactly, his name was Sir William Ramsey. Um, he was a historian and an archaeologist, and he looked old school because he was. He was about 100 years ago. Um, you know what an archaeologist is? Yeah, dig stuff up. And do you know how you get to be called Sir? Who here knows someone? Anyone know someone called Sir? You really do? No. Like, actually, Sir. Here's how you do it. Step one, do something really, really, really amazing. Step two, tell the queen. Step three, the queen calls you up, gets her sword out. Whack, whack. No, I dub thee Sir Andrew Hayes. Like that'll ever happen. I dub thee uh, Sir Noah Lawson. I dub thee, oh, probably, yeah. Well, anyway, it turns out this guy, William Ramsey, was really good at archaeology. And so the queen dubbed thee Sir William Ramsey because of how good he was. He was pretty smart. And here's, here's the thing, right? He wasn't a Christian. But he became interested in kind of all these little, do, in all these little details in Luke. And you know what he thought? I'm going to prove it wrong. I don't, I'm not a Christian. I don't think that's right. I'm going to go and prove it wrong. And so he goes to the Middle East where all this stuff happened, and he starts digging with his team. And dig after dig, what he found was stuff that actually supports what Luke wrote. Like, for example, there were governors that Luke mentioned that historians like, see, Luke's wrong. No record of them anywhere. Sir William Ramsey dug up evidence of those governors that historians didn't believe in, but now they do because of him. And so without a single error, Luke, he found that Luke was accurate in naming 32 countries, 54 cities, and nine islands until William Ramsey eventually wrote this. I'm going to read it out to you. Further study showed that the book could bear the most minute scrutiny as an authority for the facts of the Aegean world, that's the area, and that it was written with such judgment, skill, art, and perception of the truth as to be a model of historical statement. I set out to look for truth on the borderland. He's really like writing, getting pretty passionate. On the borderland where Greece and Asia meet, and I found it there in Acts. You may press the words of Luke in a degree, like he means test, in a degree beyond any other historian's, and they stand the keenest scrutiny and the harshest treatment, a.k.a. they pass the test. Here's my question. How could Luke do such a good job? Was he just lucky as he was making it up? Or did he perhaps interview eyewitnesses who were there and who told him what was really happening? You decide that. What does all this mean? Last point, very briefly, that we can be sure that Christianity is true. You can see it there. In verse 4, it's the whole reason he's writing. Look at this. Verse 4, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. Do you have to just have blind faith? Nuh-uh. One, Christianity is based on real events that actually happened. You can prove them or disprove them. Number two, Luke and the rest of the Bible is written on what eyewitnesses saw. And they said, and so you know this stuff isn't just made up. It's true. You can, like this verse says, know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. You can be sure that Christianity is true. Just to wrap up, I'm going to end out, end by telling you what, what you... You get that? I'm going to tell you what this means. First of all, question, what if I have doubts? What if I'm a Christian or I'm not sure and I have doubts? Here's the answer. That's okay. I can pretty much every Christian has doubts. Doubts aren't this terrible thing you have to keep secret in case your leader finds out. No. Nah. Everyone's got it. They've probably got them. 
the best thing to do with doubts is just to talk about them, just to ask someone your questions, your parents, your leader, your friend. You probably do better the, the higher up you go. Like if you ask a friend, they'll be like, I don't know. And then you're like, ah, oh, we don't know together. But if you ask a leader, they might be able to help you. Try and find answers. In my experience, there are answers. And the second thing is that if you have doubts, read Luke. That's why he's writing it, to show you what happened. So read Luke. Um, read the book that God wrote to give us the confidence about it. Yeah. Number two, what if I don't know much about Christianity and I want to find out more and work out if it's true? I don't know much about Christianity. You're in the right place. That's fantastic. Keep coming. Keep listening. Keep asking questions. Ask heaps and heaps of questions. Find out because it matters if it's true. Um, don't turn off your brain. You know, work out once and for all because I was convinced it's true and it's amazing. Number three, what if I'm, a, I'm, you know, I already believe it's true? I think here's my point, my answer for you. One, make sure you're actually a Christian. Just believing that it's true doesn't make you Christian. Number two, get excited to read Luke and to grow in your certainty about the things that we're looking at. Number three, get excited to see what Jesus did when he was on earth. You can look at what he did, pray that it'll make you love him more and know more about him. Number three, as you grow in your confidence this term, just start to put more and more of it into your life. Don't let this just wash over you. Right, anything else there? That's it, good. Um, that's all I've got to say. Can we, know can we know if Christianity is true? Yeah. It's based on real events that happened in history. Eyewitnesses saw it. Luke wrote it down so that we can know. There are big claims. They're going to come up on screen. Look at those claims. They matter if they're true. If you don't know Jesus, come to trust Jesus. Talk to your leader about that tonight. He can give you eternal life for free. But do investigate. Do deal with your doubts. Let me pray. God, thank you so much that you didn't just hide and leave us guessing, but you actually stepped into history as a person called Jesus, and you backed up your claim to be God by doing miracles and by dying and rising from the dead. And thank you that there are so many witnesses that eyewitnesses wrote it down and told Luke who wrote it down. And thank you that we can read that and know that it's true. God, I pray for people here who are doubting, who have questions. God, I pray that they will find the answers. I pray that we'll be able to love them and help them. And God, I pray that everyone in this room would come to know the truth and come to believe in it and live it. In Jesus' name, amen.